0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Draymond Green suspended five games. Clown.
3: Clown show. I love Draymond, but I didn't love those actions. It was a clown that was a clown move. I'm not arguing Rudy, that. Rudy Gobert wasn't wrong when he said what he said. I'm why, not arguing why, that. Why part did of it, it take all of that to defend your teammate? You had to put Rudy Gobert in the chokehold to defend Klay Thompson? No, you didn't. Let's not. call it, let's call it what it really was. I, I don't like Rudy Gobert, and I'm gonna take advantage of this opportunity and get at him. No doubt. I'm literally and figuratively going for his neck.
4: Because my guy's not playing.
3: Exactly. Yeah, and, and I'm going to get kicked out of the game because I don't like playing in when games where Steph is not playing. You
2: know, yeah. you just took us down a path that is interesting because you brought something up that I, I would agree with, and I would also apply the same logic to Jordan Poole. You notice after he punched Jordan Poole, which was completely wrong, nobody really said anything about defending Jordan Poole. They just said that Draymond was wrong. Draymond kind of thinks that he can stand up against those that people don't like, and he's like, I'll be the one that goes after People around the league don't like Rudy Gobert for whatever reason. The Warriors clearly did not like Jordan Poole as a teammate. I don't mean yeah. like the real-life person part of it. As a teammate. And Draymond's the one who's like, I got this. I got this. But it doesn't Whoa. help the team in any way, shape, or form. I love Draymond as a player. He is going to be remembered for this kind of stuff, unfortunately, more than the winning, the defense, the passing, the way in which he revolutionized that offense as part of it with Steph. But nobody's going to remember him for this. You don't think so? For the, for the good stuff. I, I
4: think they'll remember them side by side. I think it's a comma. I don't
2: think so. I mean, but you bring up a good point that if it's if the comp is Dennis Rodman, as you've said, we do remember Dennis Rodman for the winning and the antics. Anyway, you so,
4: remember the antics because of the winning.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're That's right the about reason that. Why, yeah. yeah, but I, we have to bring it up as part of that story, I guess. So, Josh Allen, quarterback, of course, of the Buffalo Bills, yesterday met with the media after the firing of his offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. And Allen had an interesting take on the way in which we should look at the firing of Dorsey.
4: Obviously, not a set of circumstances you want to be in, especially during the middle of the season. I love Dorsey as a human being. He just, he's just—he's one of the good ones. He's been in this room with me for a very long time. I feel like I owe him a lot of the success that I've had in my career, and he's been a huge part of that. So it's sad to see him go. And the fact is, you know, we we play better as a team. We probably don't have to make a move like that. You know, he's—he was a big part of what we've been doing here in the last few years. You know. I talked with coach McDermott and I understand the thought process of why we're doing it it's unfortunate but at the same time we've got a game against a division rival on Sunday and you know we still have time to turn this thing around
2: so gave him credit for his success said the team is not playing well thus the move should it have been more individual should he have individualized that more and said oh this is you know a little bit on me I got to play better or are we comfortable with what he said yesterday
3: Well, he certainly didn't feel broken up about Ken Dorsey being fired. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure what the right court is to strike when something like this happens, but it certainly didn't feel like he was emoting in a way where he's going to be missing Ken Dorsey, even though he said the right things, even though he gave him credit for some of the successes that they've had over the last three years. But ultimately, this is going to come down to... What version of Josh Allen shows up? Is it going to be more of what we've seen the last year and a half? Or is it going to be what we saw in 2020 when he had Brian Dayball as his offensive coordinator and he had 45 total touchdowns to only 10 picks? That's the guy that they need to see. That's the guy that can get them to the championship rounds. Correct me if I'm wrong, Smalls, but in 2020 they did get to the AFC championship mm-hmm. game against the Kansas City Chiefs. They got smoked, but they got there. And I think that's the kind of Josh Allen, that's the, that's the player that has to show up in order for this team to realize the expectations that they had coming into this season. I'm not sure Ken Dorsey being there or not is material to Josh Allen changing you know, back into the guy that we saw compete at the highest level of the sport.
4: Yeah, he might not have come out and put it on himself, but he he knows that he's part of the problem. You heard him at the end there say, "We still have time to turn this around." He's identifying that they're obviously not in a position that he wants to be. He knows about the 14 turnovers overs. he's had the 11 interceptions this season. He knows he's at the top of the NFL in some categories where he doesn't want to be at the top of the NFL. But I thought it was interesting, guys, where he led off the conversation about Ken Dorsey talking about him as a human being rather than him as a coach. And I think that that is a little bit of insight into maybe how he's feeling about the situation.
2: You're saying it's coded like He's a nice guy, but thank God he's not coaching me anymore. It's basically, wow. I mean, is that what you're
4: saying? I mean, I don't know if I would go that far, but I, I think that that guy's taking the fall and the blame rather than him.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, there are some people that don't think Josh Allen deserves blame. Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL analyst, of course, former quarterback, NFL Live, uh, had us redirecting some of that blame yesterday. I think there are three interceptions that I sit there and say, Josh can't have them. Bad decisions, inexcusable. It's one against New England, it's one against Cincinnati, and it's the one right before the half against Denver last week on Monday Night Football. Since week one, there's five of them that, again, are launches on third and long. If you're outside the pocket and launching a go route, it's essentially a punt. I don't really care about it. It's not like that's the decision that lost the game. So I think the whole conversation around, oh my gosh, Josh Allen and these interceptions that he's throwing aren't actually within context and are way overblown than what the reality of tape says. So here's the question I have, because you played 11 years in the league, CC. I need to understand this better. I look at the Josh Allen mistakes as cost opportunities for his team. If everyone thinks he's so great, which I, I'm not one of the everyone in that case, but if he is so great, let's say I'm wrong, every time the ball is turned over, isn't that a cost opportunity for your team?
3: Yeah, you're losing a possession. And you only get the ball ten times in a game.
2: So how can it not be partially? Of course, his course? it does. Okay. <laughs> of course
3: it does. I mean, I don't. I don't know where Dan is coming from with this. But just think about it from this standpoint: the Buffalo Bills and all of their losses—they're by six points or less. I mean, think about it. if you cut down on some of those turnovers. You mean to tell me they can't be on the right side of some of those outcomes? I just, I struggle to believe that. And, and for a player in Josh Allen who's as talented as he is, some of the decision making and some of the miscues are absolutely maddening. And now, Smalls, we're in a position where this guy is leading the league in turnovers after leading the league in turnovers last year. When's the last time we've seen somebody lead the league in turnovers in back to back years? At some point, it just becomes who you are. He's thrown interceptions in six straight games. That can't all be on everybody else around you. Some of that has got to be on you. Matter of fact, a lot of that is gonna be got to be on you. The last time we've seen a quarterback in the NFL for context throw six, well throw interceptions in six straight games was Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2011. Mm-hmm. Like, over a decade. Like, uh, stop with the Josh Allen excuses. Stop being an apologist for him. The guy's got to be better. He just got his offensive coordinator fired and is working on getting his head coach fired. A head coach that many people say, if he does get clipped, will have a job in the same hiring cycle. So what does that tell you? It ain't on the coaches, it's on the player. I would contend that the problems that the Buffalo Bills are facing and why this team can't get to the championship rounds consistently has more to do with the quarterback than it does the head coach. You know why Sean McDermott has some of those bonehead coaching decisions? Because he knows that my quarterback is going to give the ball away a couple of times in the game. Mm -hmm. So rather than starting the game knowing I got 10 possessions, I know I probably only got eight shots at this thing. And in the the game, the season opener against the Jets, you only had six. You know why? Because Allen had four. Count them. Four turnovers, four. He leads the league, leads the league since he came into the league in games where he's had three turnovers or more. Think about the t- the company he's keeping: Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, you name it. Quarterbacks that give it away like it's going out of style. He leads the league in three plus turnover games since 2018. Stop with the excuses for Josh Allen. Like I just, I don't, I don't understand it. F, I don't get it. And again. It cost Ken Dorsey his job. Probably going to cost Sean McDermott his job. Josh Allen is the kind of player that Bill Parcells used to always say is just good enough to get somebody fired. <laughs> well, you, That's where Josh Allen is right now.
2: I love the way you're saying it relative to number of possessions. And I know we got
3: the graphic on the screen. We got to include the playoff game from last year. There was a playoff game where he turned it over in three times. So that's what I'm including, too. So he has 10 games including playoffs. with three-plus turnovers.
2: Yeah i I think the way you're doing it is is fascinating because basically what you're saying is if a normal team has ten to twelve possessions a game you 're now given eight to ten you're short you're you're not given as many chances to score. What I always say about the Yankees with Mariano Rivera or now the Ravens with Justin Tucker is they play on a different field than everyone else positively Yankees only had to win for eight innings Mariano's got it you don't mm-hmm. even have to think about the ninth inning the, the Lamar Jackson only has to get to the thirty you 're going to get points no matter what yep. It's the exact opposite of this what you're saying is. Where everyone else is getting 10 possessions. No, no, no. You have to operate as you got to have a higher percentage in the eight possessions you're getting because he's going to give the other team the ball two of those times. That makes it impossible to win at the level in which they're supposed to win.
4: I just wonder how you fix it. At this stage in his career with this behavior and this being such a pattern and this part being part of how we identify him and his game. How at this stage do you reverse that? Don't know.
2: He needs a boss. Don't That's know. That's what I would say. He needs a boss, not a peer. I think Sean McDermott feels like a peer for him. He needs somebody like Cece just said with Bill Parcells that is going to tell him, "I don't care that you." The only quarterback the that I can remember that
3: the only quarterback that I can remember that a team a franchise made it work with with all of the turnovers was Brett Favre with Green Bay, but What's he had McCarthy? Mike. But he had Mike. No, not McCarthy. Mike Holmgren. The oh, show. Holmgren, okay. Mike Holmgren. They had the show. Who is a boss like Evan is suggesting? But I mean, you're talking about an all-time great coach in my ho- like. I, I don't know that Sean McDermott is an all-time great. Co- like, I I I don't know. Like, I I it, right now, based on the information that we have, do we do we think Josh Allen is going to be Brett Favre? Do we think that that's going to
4: happen? There are similarities there.
3: There are a lot of similarities. I'm just asking: Do we think that that's going to happen? Because that's two
2: Super Bowls, one and one. I don't think Josh Allen will go to two Super Bowls.
3: Yeah, well, no, I, I don't. I don't no, either.
2: No. I, don't, so I don't. I don't know. either.
4: I think he's capable of it. But, not without a boss. But I think this, the state of the team right now, not just of Josh Allen, is not in a place where I think they're capable to do that. I mean, you, you've got his biggest weapon – uh, upset. His brother's tweeting that he's got to get out of there. You know, there's just a lot of stuff percolating. It doesn't feel like it's going to be a situation where they can turn it around. I guess
3: Eli Manning had a lot of turnovers. He had a boss and he won. Tom yeah, Coughlin. Yeah, Tom Coughlin. Yeah. Right.
2: You're gonna like here's here's that's the thing. You're gonna
3: have to have an all-time great coach.
2: Yeah. Here's a tangible <laughs> example I can give <laughs> Those you. Those guys don't grow on trees. No, and they're not available. Well, one guy, I guess, maybe, but I hope not in Belichick. But here's the thing that the way I would say it. If a, like, a guy like Parcells, after the last game where he had bad interceptions, literally could say to Josh Allen, you're going to throw the ball max 15 times a game. Yeah, but coach, I mean, look, no. No, we're going to see what happens. I'm going to throw you maybe 15. If you're lucky, 15. We're going to win. And then I'm going to up you to 20 if you, if you do it. There's no argument. There's no – you ain't going to Parcells' office when you played for him and say, no, no, I want to play this technique instead of – no, 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 Canty, you're going to do this, and I'm going to make you great. And he did make you great, and he helped you become great, and you were no, great no. already. Yeah. But, like – I think Josh Allen has a peer. And in some, re- Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes are peers. They're both all time greats, but they're peers. That relationship works. It feels like Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts are peers. I don't think that Josh Allen needs a peer anymore.
4: But I also think Mahomes respects Andy Reid enough that he defers to him. Well, like, great, great. Know, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they, there's a respect level for the talent and the skill set of one another, but I think he operates as if this is my coach, not if we're on the same level, 100%, which is important.
2: A hundred percent. All right, coming up, um, Harry Douglas is going to join us in studio. We have a part. we basically having a party in our 7 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> yeah. Hours. We have a million house guests coming in. They're all going to be fun, from Harry Douglas to Damian Woody to Jay Williams. So hang with us. They're hanging with us. You should hang with us. We're Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at
5: LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's help, com slash unsportsmanlike.
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: We are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. There's nobody who likes to have more fun than Harry Douglas. Freddie and Harry, weekdays 3P to 7P Eastern Time. He joins us in studio Are you getting ready for 90 minutes of flute instrumentals tomorrow?
6: You better believe I am. (laughs) Oh, you (laughs) know what we're talking about here? Andre Three Stacks. That's right. He's coming out with an album. First time in a very, very long time. Look, the world is anticipating this, but really, not Atlanta. 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 <laughs> they're participating. Okay, you give- oh, hold, on, hold on,
3: How is the album? Because I know you went to the album release party, no, preview all I, I that stuff. I know. How is the album? I've been
6: traveling, man. so I you hadn't heard. heard the
3: album. Yet. I haven't. I haven't you heard, heard any, the album. Heard anything do, yet, do we but. know about what version of Three Stacks we're supposed to get on the album? I, I don't know anything yet. So, so it's literally
6: flute it's, instrumentals. It's, it's but, digital but that's, flute instrumentals. But he's such a lyricist. It's gonna be it's gonna be outstanding in my opinion. I haven't heard it yet, but it's gonna be outstanding.
4: New blue sign. Is this
3: wait. AT aliens? Is this Equimini? I, I don't know yet. You know
2: Aquemini. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's not I'm trying, I'm trying he's to figure out which, which version <laughs> we. Get. What are we talking he's about? Not he's, rapping. Not rapping. He's, he's, he's not rapping. Not this rapping. is the point. Harry gives me a hard time because I think Outkast is overrated. Your favorite guy is literally releasing an album without him rapping, and you're gonna back it up, Harry. Now
6: let's rewind for a second. Yeah. Now this is multiple times now on national TV. You have said Outkast is overrated. Now, Evan, I don't know if I can take it
0: anymore. This is going to have
6: to be the last time in my presence of HD that I'm going to hear this from you. <laughs>
4: it's a lot it's of number 1. more comfortable with Harry. I don't As like you it. can see, it's number 1. You and Evan.
2: All right. All right. All right. Let's uh, nothing's as fun as that. But anyway, um Buffalo, we've been talking about them. Yep. Whose fault is it? What's going on there?
6: I think it's a combination of multiple people. Number 1 it starts with the head coach in my opinion, Sean McDermott. Um, I understand what Josh Allen has done in those turnovers, they're awful. They're god-awful. But at the same time, when it comes to things that you want to do offensively, I understand that you're a defensive-minded coach, but you oversee everything. So if Stefan Diggs needs to get the football as the head man, hey, I'm not asking. <laughs> get Stefan Diggs the football. Hey, we need to rush the football more. I'm not asking to your offensive coordinator. And I just think some of those, those things that Sean McDermott has not done. Also, when you look at the 12 men on the field at the end of the game, Am, am, I, am I not mistaking? <laughs> the Denver Broncos kneeled twice, yeah, and they the did. Bills called timeout yep. twice, right? Yep. So why don't you sub your guys out at that moment? Well, you know great. they're ta- you know they're taking a knee.
2: I thought the Broncos were actually going to put their field goal team in to take a knee with Russ to make it easier, and they didn't do that. Well,
6: luckily Sean Payton got saved because I don't think they should have been in a situation where they're rushing the field goal kicker on in the manner that they did because he felt rushed and he missed it. Yeah, he the missed first it. Time. Yeah, the yeah. first time. Yeah. But. Sean McDermott saved him. <laughs> he saved him. And then I look at the clock management, right, with 12 seconds left versus the Kansas City Chiefs and that whole debacle and that whole nine. Uh, also, I look at their defense. They had an opportunity versus the New England Patriots to get a stop before they went down. Who was calling that defense? It was Sean McDermott. I understand going cover zero once and getting a sack, but going cover zero back-to-back, they understand what you're doing now. So you gave them a second crack at it, and that allowed the pass interference to happen and the, uh, the Broncos actually win the game.
3: Harry, yesterday we got the news Deshaun Watson is going to be out for the season with shoulder surgery. I know you've called a few games of the Cleveland Browns this season on ESPN Radio. I just, From your perspective, how do you anticipate this team and specifically this defense responding against the Pittsburgh Steelers this Sunday knowing that Watson is going to be out for the remainder of the season? Now, Deshaun Watson
6: being out, do you want your starting quarterback to be in there? Yes, you do. But this team was able to beat the San Francisco 49ers without Deshaun Watson. Things are going to have to ramp up even more. And luckily for the Cleveland Browns, in these last eight games, right, they have the Broncos' offense, they have the Steelers' offense, they have the Jets' offense, mm-hmm. they have the Bears' offense, and it's one more. Yeah. I, I, Rams. I, the Rams' offense, right? right? So, okay, maybe my defense can hold things afloat to get us in the playoffs. Now, anything past that first round, it's I don't think they're getting past that because at some point your quarterback is going to have to make plays. But I still believe they have an opportunity to make the playoffs. But when I look at this Cleveland Browns uh, football team, and I was there calling the game the first time that Dorian Thompson Robinson was the quarterback. And it was one of those situations that you didn't know he was going to play right up until game time. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's when Deshaun Watson was warming up and they figured out, OK, he can't go. I think now Kevin Stefanski has an entire week to know that Dorian Thompson Robinson is his quarterback. And I think it's going to be. And you can build the game plan around going. him. It's yeah. going to be imperative that that Kevin Stefanski is the best friend of Dorian Thompson Robinson in this game versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's not forget now Deshaun Watson was horrible in that first matchup versus mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hopefully Dorian Thompson Robinson has a better showing this time around. Uh, more can't so than it, no, can't it, it can't be worse. It can't
4: be worse. Well, let's say in that division, Harry, I've been really high in the Cincinnati Bengals this year. I said, even though they got up to a slow start, I believe in them. I believe in Joe Burrow. When they get hot, there's, a, there's rarely a team in the league that's more dangerous than the Bengals, right? But then they, they drop one to the Houston Texans, and their margin for error is getting smaller and smaller. Is it a must-win versus the Ravens
6: tonight? 100%, because when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, in the AFC Conference, their record's 1-4. In the AFC North Division, they're 0-2. Every other team in that division has two wins right now. So they can't afford another one tonight versus the Baltimore Ravens. But it's also going to be tough because they're going to be without um, T. Higgins. They're going to be without Sam Hubbard. Those two guys are key pieces to what they like to do offensively and defensively. Uh, And I understand on the opposite side, Marlon Humphrey's not going to be playing. uh, But Jamar Chase has to see the football 15, 16 times. It's It's a must. So I'm interested to see how Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator of the Ravens, how he's going to defend Jamar Chase mm-hmm. tonight. I hope it's not what Wink Martindale did. Uh, was it last year or the year before last? Yeah, when he said wasn't he wasn't
3: great. No double it wasn't great. It wasn't and great. It wasn't great. It didn't off. work out. Yeah, it nah, didn't you work can't out. Ha- You can't have that going. didn't work out.
2: It is on like here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas joins us, of course, one of the two co-hosts of Freddie and Harry. Weekdays, 3P to 7P, Eastern Time on ESPN Radio. Looking forward to a flute instrumental with Andre 3000 on uh, Friday. Um, yesterday, for the third time this season, we saw a change, or second time this season, we saw a change in Carolina play caller. Now it's back to Frank Reich. Started at Frank Reich, then went to Thomas Brown, now went back to Frank Reich. That tells you what about what's going on in Carolina?
6: There's a lot of confusion going on. And, it, and, it, and the, the way the offense is playing this season, it shows. I think they got to get back to the basics. they got to surround Bryce Young with the proper pieces. That's offensive line-wise. That's skill position-wise. Because we know this. History tells us when a young quarterback in the National Football League, he doesn't have the pieces around him, it's going to be a struggle. I don't care how good you are coming into this league. If you don't have the proper pieces around you, then it's going to be that struggle. So I think moving forward, that's what the, the Carolina Panthers are going to have to do. Bears making a mistake starting Justin Fields against Lions? I don't think they're making a mistake. If, if he's healthy enough to go out there and play, then you got to play him.
3: Let right. me ask you a question. What is there to be gained by playing Justin Fields at all the rest of the season if you know that he's probably not going to be your quarterback? I would say this.
6: Um, if he's able to go out there and perform at a high level, uh-huh. I think the trade value goes up. You think it goes up? Yeah. Okay. If he, if, he, if he's able to go out there and play at a very, very high level for
3: you. Okay.
4: Harry, I know that you have Love Fridays oh. with Freddie, right? Sure. And in the yes. spirit of love and mm-hmm. connectivity, I think we need to give Evan some homework What's that so now? that we squash this beef. I don't like that two of my favorite people are beefing over Outkast. Yes. So, and Harry and I. So what is what do you think is the best Outkast song? Because we're going to have Evan listen to it and come back with a report.
6: For me, the one that sticks out in my mind the most is me and you. Elevators, baby, let's go. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because I was, I was, that one. I was in sixth grade. Okay. I was in sixth grade, and I remember my teacher's name, and she's probably watching right now, Miss Patty Donovan. And I remember having my CD player and my hoodie on my head and my Walkman, listening to you know Outcast. So I'm, 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 I'm gonna go with that one. Okay. All right. So I will have a, a book report for you next there time. Right. By the way, we have Track to show something six on, A-T aliens, but you know, I'm on the, on the <laughs> six,
2: <laughs> Something six happened, A-T by A-T the alien. way. Something <laughs> happened because Nuno, our producer, is in my ear. Something happened right before we came back on here on ESPN Two. You can watch us and we'll describe this. We're going to show video. So I get Harry how, how tall are you? Six one. And CC is six eight. Yet somehow. Harry was taller than,
3: than CeCe, yeah. and CeCe had, had to a, lower the chair. I had to knock him down a peg. I don't like Harry standing over me. I'm not. I'm not used to that. I'm not used to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, hey, don't worry. Don't worry,
6: Chris. You know, we got a nice 3X sweatshirt. From the University of Louisville, coming don't to you. Know, three, I can't wait I don't for know, you. To ex- gonna fit me though. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll I can't wait for you okay. to you know represent the University of Louisville. That's the Louisville. correct pronunciation. I can't wait for you to represent the University of Louisville on this wonderful, fantastic morning show. L one C four. Louisville first. cause forever. He almost bamboozled me with the twenty points. I didn't almost
3: bamboozle you. Your quarterback did that. But, <laughs> but I, li- I like six.
6: I like y'all's young quarterback though. Yeah. I think I think moving forward. He he's going to be the answer for that football yeah, team. Your musket,
3: yeah.
6: No, not him. The one that played. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's so not upset him. by this.
6: That video
2: is amazing. By the way, we're going to keep. We have to put this on social at Unsports ESPN. For anybody who didn't see it, it's CC now having to fix Harry's chair in studio. You can listen to Harry today, three p to seven p Eastern Time. Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Of course, you'll see him on Get Up, First Take, all the shows as well. You're the best. Thank you so much, Harry. We do appreciate it. Thank you. Y'all. Damian appreciate Woody you. will take his seat. Coming up next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio.
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: Unsportsmanlike is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. Damian Woody joins us, ESPN NFL analyst. You'll see him on Get Up, of course, in just a little bit, 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. But when you have Cece and Woody together, of course, you have to start with the Lakers. <laughs> Do you guys want to avoid this conversation? I thought the Lakers were going to be really good this year, and they still may be, but they lose last night to the Kings, 125-110. They're 6-6 six and six on the year.
3: The team that had the best player on the court won. Yeah, De- De'Aaron Foster was the best player on the court later. I didn't
7: night. even expect them to win. I didn't expect the Lakers to win last night. It's No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. It's early. It's no big deal. Yeah, sure. I yeah, I – A.D. pulled a nothing burger, basically.
3: Yeah, Sabonis gave him that work. Yeah,
7: I mean, yeah. I this was like the easiest layup for me. It was like, they're going to lose to the Kings.
3: Yeah, that was their first home loss, though. Yeah. That was the only yeah. thing. That yeah, was, I it mean, was that's the they that lost. Really yeah. stuck out. But. Exactly.
2: Are you guys on the trade machine for Zach Levine now? Or you're, you're, Hell you're,
3: no. No? No. no.
7: no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not knocking Zach Le, uh, Levine, but no. Nah.
3: No. Nah. I, I can't wait to get D'Angelo Russell out of town, though. Like that, that, bro. Nah, bruh. I, <laughs> we, we can have
7: we, a whole we, different we, conversation we wait about that, no, like I
3: just, don't, I just, man, Helen Keller can not, see that,
7: bro. <laughs> D'Lo not doing anything for me, nothing.
3: So, nothing. You, if if you could
2: package him and get Levine, you're saying no because you feel like that's too much duplication of what he already was giving you. Kind of, it's just an all. No, I ain't stuff. say all that.
3: I just don't yeah. think D'Angelo Russell's a good at basketball. He's not what the Lakers need. Hmm. Well, like he was. He, he can be an All Star on a team that ain't going nowhere, like he was in Brooklyn. But listen, he got ran out of town when he was with the Golden State Warriors. There's a reason why a team that's competing for championships didn't want a guy that was in his mid-20s that had already made an All-Star game.
2: You know what's interesting about the Lakers, and last thing on this quickly, is that like, I, I'm of the belief right now, that they can't win a lot without playing LeBron a lot. And I think they probably also believe that if they play LeBron a lot, they can't win in the postseason. The
3: problem with the Lakers, and it's simple. Anthony Davis has to be the best player on the team for them he, to win but a he's championship. Not. But he can't, he's not, and LeBron's no longer capable of carrying a team. And why should he be? He's in year 21. 21. Like we're literally
7: <laughs> begging A D to like take the take the baton from LeBron
3: and he won't do it. He can listen. He won't do it. The saddest part is LeBron can play more than AD can in the regular season. Yeah, like like you. I don't understand like LeBron, why, did you start, LeBron, why. did you start us down this road? Because we didn't want to talk. We did not have that on the rundown for Damian Woody when he came into the house with us. We want to have the good feels. We got Thursday night football, AFC North matchup. It's gonna be a big game. You and really want to start with, with my the damn Lakers this morning? You want to start with you the damn really Lakers? Mess- Michelle, he's really
7: messing with my emotions. I don't know why emotions. he's doing that, I, I Damien.
4: we in a good mood. We were smiling, we were laughing, and Evan's like, "How about the ladies?" Well, if I transition <laughs>
2: to he's the biggest, the part, right? He's yeah. starting yeah. the part. If totally. I transition to the biggest story in the NFL, it's not like that's a positive story either. So I'll go there, <laughs> Damien. You had two, a two-word reaction on Twitter yesterday at Damien Woody about the Deshaun Watson news. Oh my! Any more words than that with Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I mean.
7: Oh my! Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, it, because it came out of left field, I didn't. Yeah. Nobody knew. No, no. like nobody no. knew. And you know, <clears throat> the thing that really, really hits hits home is we saw like a glimpse of, of what we've been waiting for with Deshaun Watson. Right, like in the second half yeah. that Baltimore game it's like, okay, that's that's what you guys paid for right there. That's yeah. what the Cleveland Browns paid for in, in Deshaun Watson. And now, like just like that he's gone for the rest of the year and just spinning it forward looking at his contract. Mm. See, Cleveland went all in this year. Yeah. Now those cap hits go up drastically moving forward. So now the now the construction of the team and everything is going to look a lot different for the Cleveland Browns. You know we always talk about windows. Yeah. What's the window for the Cleveland Browns with that with, the, with that cap hit of Deshaun Watson being so high? It's like sixty million. million. Sixty four million dollars right. each of
3: the next three years. Yeah, right. it's not great. It's, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't necessarily bode well for the job security of the GM and the head coach. That's it? right. Now I gotta ask you this question: With all of that being said, and of course with the Texans finding their franchise quarterback in CJ yeah. Stroud, does it make the deal that Cleveland did the worst trade in NFL history? Looks like it. Ooh. It looks like it. I mean, you talk about you
7: gave up three first round picks, three, three first round picks in two hundred and thirty million guaranteed. Oh, and, and you can't, and you, you can't, you can't get out of that contract for like it, for the next three years. No, next three seasons you're stuck with Deshaun Watson for the next three seasons. you you. There's no way of getting out of that contract.
4: No. And look at the Texans too, in the state of the Texans. If they go on to eventually win a Super Bowl, that's going to be the champion that the Cleveland Browns built.
7: Absolutely.
3: I mean, so it you're could the, be even worse. You're the Houston, Texas, right now, you struck gold. Yeah, you
7: literally struck. You gold. got
3: rid of what we thought was a top five to seven quarterback, and you got a guy that everybody already says in year one is a top ten quarterback
7: and could be the MVP. He, I, I can make the legitimate case that he, he's definitely in the MVP conversation. Like. He has – like, C.J. Stroud is having the same effect that Joe Burrow had when he first came to Cincinnati. Yeah. That's what he's doing for the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Like, rem- like, people need to understand, who- all the stuff that, w- that we were saying about the Houston Texans before C.J. Stroud, was not very good. No, like that organization, how they were running through coaches, and, and
3: just they everything. had a chaplain running the franchise. Right. Jack That's Easterby right. was running the damn That's team. Right. <laughs> That's right, and now you know you
7: bring in D'Amico Ryan's, who's I mean, to coach me, of the year. He's he like between he, he, either him or Dan Campbell's got to be coach of the year. Yeah, and then C.J. Stroud playing the way he's playing. Man, if you're a fan of the Houston, Texas, we all. you. We. We, we own in poverty right own. now because I got a I got a franchise quarterback on a rookie
3: deal. Welcome to the city there. <laughs> just <laughs> don't quit.
7: Hey. It is. Hey, <laughs> you know and, and the biggest thing about it. And you play in a state with no state
6: tax, oh, so, so people are going to want to go. Agents, agents, ooh, go. Yeah. we are on Sportsman
2: like on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Damian Woody joining us along with Michelle Smallman, Chris get, Canty, get a little Evan big Cohen. there. Uh, and I, so a question for both of you on this: You just compared CJ Stroud to Joe Burrow, and what you're saying, in essence, how I'm taking it as a fan slash media member is the person that comes in and changes everything. Changes like the sales staff is different, the marketing staff, the t- like everything feels different. How do you predict that? How, like, is Caleb Williams that? Is Drake May that? How do you predict the person that comes in that can change everything?
7: I I don't think you can predict it because the draft is such a, a crapshoot. You just never you never know. Um, like, listen, you can do as much homework as you possibly can, and it just it you you won't understand until that guy's in your building. Yep. And I think it doesn't take – honestly, it doesn't take long, to be, to be honest with no, you. No, no, no. As players, you can see, like, when guys get out there and they get around their teammates, and then when they get on the field and you start seeing them play, like, okay. Yeah, yeah we that's, got, that's different. Yeah, <laughs> he's, diff- he's different than what we've been accustomed to seeing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guarantee you a lot of those guys in that organization probably said the same thing when they saw C.J. Stroud early on, like, He's
2: different. Yeah. But that's more than just obviously you have to be great at football, but that's more than just football, right? Like that, you just feel it around the team. It's more than just, well, he's really good. It has to be something else.
3: Well, it's an intangible and yeah. you're asking how do you measure something that's immeasurable, right? right. You, you can't you can't see it. It's hard to quantify. You can't put it in the numbers beyond just win loss record. You can talk to all the people you want to talk to. You can measure, you know, all of the, the, the athleticism, the the dominant traits in that regard, but You don't know until you actually see it, until you actually experience it. Like The the, the thing that I go back to was 2007, I was with the Dallas Cowboys. We were playing against the Green Bay Packers, the top two seeds in the NFC. We knocked Brett Favre out of the game. Second half, Aaron Rodgers stepped in. And nobody really saw Aaron Rodgers in a meaningful game. And I said to all of my teammates, we all looked at each other like, that, that dude gonna be that, that dude is special like that's that dude they, right they got well yeah we felt it like it yeah. was it was a game we were blowing the Packers out it ended up being a one possession game and you just knew from that moment on right. it was gonna be okay for the Packers come that off season they moved on Aaron Rodgers was a starter and away we go like you can tell you can sense it and Remember when Pat Mahomes came into the league? Oh yeah, they, mm-hmm. red-shirt, they redshirted him, but everybody was talking about, he about. "Hey man, this dude is special." Lewis Riddick. They started the whole, calling him Ferrari
7: Pat. The whole, like, all, the whole, like during the season, everybody was like, "Just wait till Pat get, it, just, get, just, get wait. Exactly. Wait.
3: just wait, they exactly. Just wait, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you, you, to Damien's point, the guy got to get in the building before you know. But based on everything that we've seen from Caleb Williams and Drake May, they have the potential to be those kind of difference makers for a franchise.
4: Maybe the ultimate transformational guy, Tom Brady, right? Mm -hmm. He certainly came in and changed the franchise. We had a little fun earlier in the week, Damian. Reckless speculation because our colleague Dan Orlovsky intimated that he has heard that Bill Belichick already knows his next team, his next destination. Reckless speculation from you. Where would you like to see him go next?
7: This might sound – I don't even think it's crazy. If Bill came back home to the Giants, how crazy would that be? How would
2: that be? That's what I've been saying. That's the only spot. Like,
7: come back. Like, Bill. Like anyone who's been around Bill. Like he has an affinity for the Giants. Yeah. He loves the Giants, and so what? Like, what better way, like, to have a full circle moment in his career than to just like go back to, you know, the New York Football Giants Mm -hmm. in that situation? And I'm not. I'm not trying to, you know, display, you know, Brian Dave my you're guy. You trying to find Brian, Brian no, no, no Brian Dable to- is My guy. Like I like he's like he's like like my guy. He's my friend. Um but I'm just saying like the name of the, the name of this whole thing is what? Like Reckless like spe- Speculation. Reckless, reckless spe- speculation. Yes. Yeah. That would be like that would be that would be it for me. Bill coming back home.
2: To the New York football right. giants. Damien will continue to recklessly speculate on Get Up at <laughs> 8 a.m. Eastern. You can watch him there. The party continues. Jay Will will join us. Talk Draymond next on Sportsmanlike Like ESPN Radio.
3: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more.
1: is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. ESPN 2. Look who's here. (sighs) Unexpected pop-in. The house is open. The door is open. Somebody who's lived in this house can come in anytime he wants. Jay Williams is
8: here. My house is bigger, though. I feel like my house oh, is bigger. Oh, it, it, it was. It was just being honest with you. I don't know why bit, I feel like mini-me next to you, CeCe. Exactly. And also, it's okay to have your coffee be a little bit chilly. It's, it's fine. But
4: I was expecting it, to, it be to be hot, be hot you no. know? It's, oh, it's okay,
2: a little bit Michelle, of a bummer. I am learning a lot Jay. about you. I'm learning Thank a lot Jay. about you this morning. So we were talking Draymond, five-game suspension. And you said, oh, I got opinions on that, which we know you do. You have opinions on everything, which is why you're great. What did you think of the five-game suspension?
8: I, I thought they were extremely lenient. I really did. I, I thought it should I, I said it yesterday, and people were kind of like in shock, saying, oh, Jay, stop being soft about the league. I'm like, I'm not being soft about the league. Trust me. I want the league to be more physical. I don't mind getting bowed when I come across the lane. I don't mind getting elbowed by Shaq and having a little blood there. Do I want to see fist fights? No, I don't. Do I want to see somebody get choked out and dragged back? There's one thing to break up a fight. There's another thing when you get two ejections in three games. And that, it's, a, it's the history on top of the action that I saw in the game that, frankly, for me as somebody, like I, I like authority on matters like this. I want to hurt for Draymond so he can actually think through his decisions mm. before he just engages in actions like this. That's just me, how I feel about it. I, I think they found a sweet spot, but I thought it was lenient.
3: Yeah, So I got to ask this question, though, and I'm not saying this as much for the suspension as much as I am with the Steph Curry injury. How concerned are you about this Warriors team being able to stay healthy enough to make a championship run?
8: I I, I, I was the one at the beginning of the year who said I thought they were going to be a play-in team. Wow. People were like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, I think they're going to be a play-in team. Mm-hmm. I think you have Klay Thompson, which is in a precarious situation. Heard not you track. talk about it this morning with his contract. That is a top of mind. Am I going to end my career here? Am I going to get rewarded for the way I've won multiple championships here? If I'm Mike Dunleavy Jr., who was my teammate at Duke, I'm not sure I'm all in on Klay Thompson. I'm like, okay, I, I may have to make another decision unless you're willing to take less money. Love Draymond Green, his championship pedigree. Don't see it being as additive. And Steph always gets hurt throughout the course of the season. One of the best players to ever play the game of basketball. But when you lose your scoring punch in Jordan Poole, it makes it more difficult, and I don't know what's going on with Andrew Wiggins. I mean, he's just been nowhere to be found this Admittedly,
2: season. Admittedly, he's talked about the fact that it's the biggest slump of his entire career, and this was a guy that most people wrote off in Minnesota, and the, and the Warriors revived him, and now all of a sudden he's back to what he was kind of at the end in Minnesota there. Terrible.
8: Well, and when you have Jordan Poole, a guy that can do things off the bounce, Michelle, that gets you involved, it just creates a different dynamic of a team. You know, And also, when you don't have your best player on the court, it makes it more difficult.
4: Yeah. Uh, going back to the Draymond suspension, Jay, do you think that guys around the league are disappointed that he didn't get more of a punishment? Because I, when I look at consequences, it's supposed to hinder you from doing that action in the future. And I don't know if five games is going to do that for Draymond, given the history. So if, I, if I'm one of his peers around the league, I'm looking at this suspension like, I don't know if this is going to have the intended effect.
8: It doesn't have any effect at all. I mean, Draymond was talking about. I'm always going to be Draymond, right? But I will tell you, in the game of chess... I respect Anthony Edwards because this was all set up the game before. Yeah, it was. You <laughs> got to start how to play chess yeah, with people. If I know that you get triggered yep. when I say cold coffee, mm. you know, if I want to trigger you, <laughs> I'm going to bring right? you some cold coffee. Right. You know what I mean? He's if I want to talk about how wrong he was about the Ravens, you know, I might give him a little bit jab here and there, CC, <laughs> about the Ravens. If I want to stare you down after I dunk on you, Dario Sarge. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stare you down. right. <laughs> so it, it's, I, I think, I, pops to Anthony Edwards because, that was all set up the game before. Yep. And for me now, I know with Draymond, oh, if I get you going, you might lose control. You seem a little bit unhinged, Draymond. Mm. Let me get you there quicker than other people can.
2: It is on Sportsman Life here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Jay Williams joining us. You'll see him on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern, first take at 10 a.m. Eastern. When Draymond goes into the Hall of Fame, because he's going to go into the Hall of Fame, and we have those conversations years from now about Draymond Green, he will be remembered for his accomplishments or his antics?
8: Both. If you had to choose one, um, I will always say accomplishments first. Look, uh, you need people who have antics. Like I, I'm a fan of Draymond Green's. This is not me coming off as a hater on him. I, I think when you play 82 games, you need somebody to liven stuff up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, what I mean, see, see, you need somebody to say something crazy and huddle. Like, damn, well, you you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you need that burst of energy because sometimes things get tired. You know, you get a little bit lackadaisical or stagnant. Plus, you
3: need that enforcer.
8: Yeah, you yeah. need. To, I, and Steph ain't like that. No. Clay ain't like that. No. Wiggins ain't like that. But that's an we important thing. real light skinned. You it. <laughs> <laughs> said it. Oh my god. I, I'm not sure if Evan, <laughs> and Michelle are on that. <laughs> I, know, I, know I know what it what means. You guys can't comment on that, but I we am can. Not know okay? <laughs> uh,
3: you know right we can. We don't retire
8: much. Hey man, my son's <laughs> light like skinned. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, Zach Levine, you got, you got a little bit different, than, different, different you. than you. Did. you know I mean, <laughs> Derek White got something different with him. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm, glad,
2: I'm glad you brought that up. Well, when I say I'm glad you brought that up, I mean the first part of it. The second part of it, I'll stay away Michelle from. Is saying Michelle is not involved in this conversation <laughs> no. at all. Doc Rivers talks about it all the time. The agitator. That teams need the agitator in order to win. Draymond is needed. I think about that with the Celtics. You say Derek White's a little bit like that. I don't think he's like that to the extent of Draymond. I think the Celtics. I mean, more are... the light skin
8: part, but no, go no, ahead. No, yes, I, I got, got your point.
2: And you're saying Zach Levine the Warriors? Because <laughs> oh, my of God. That? Okay. No, saying, go ahead and make
8: your point, Ev. Please on, make yeah. your point, <laughs> before I keep digging
3: myself. You, you in the front can't live of here, Ev. Please. <laughs> please. Come on, Ev. Come on, Ev. Do you think F. the
2: Celtics need that? Because I think they're missing that. As
8: great as they are. They weren't
3: missing that last night. As great as they are. They weren't missing that last night.
8: I I said it before, man. at the end of the day, when we think about the Milwaukee Bucks, CeCe, who do you think about?
3: You think about Giannis. Okay,
8: all right. When you think about the Golden State Warriors, who do you think about, Michelle? Steph. Okay, when you think about the backbone of the Warriors, who do you think about? Clay. Or Draymond, right? Or Draymond. Okay. So, at the end of the day, we always go to the best players being those people. So, I think Jason Tatum's having an MVP-like season thus far. I think Jalen Brown needs to be that dog. I, you, they don't have Marcus Smart anymore. They may have lost their backbone, but it's time for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to become the backbone. That's
2: what it is. Yeah, and I'm a Heat fan. Like, I'm not afraid of the Celtics in a seven-game series. I you think-
3: should be, though, because they be, got man. a dog in Drew Holiday. Okay. You should be. If you watched that he, game he last different. night, he gave Tyrese I'm Maxey all. He, he gave him back all bone, he wanted. One the and, I wanted and I wanted to ask you about that because no Jalen Brown, no Christos Porzingis, and yet you're talking about the Celtics being able to find a way to get that win on the road. And Big Perk talked about it, saying that that was the kind of win that he needed to see from this Celtics team in order to buy into the upside and them competing for a championship. What did you make about that game last night? Who does that tell us more about, the Celtics or
8: the Sixers? 76ers, in my opinion. Um, It's the same feeling that sometimes I have when I watch Anthony Davis. And first off, shout out to Boston for doing it. It doesn't take anything away from Boston. It's a great win. Great Back-to-back, though, at home for 76ers. How the hell does Joel Embiid have two shots in the fourth quarter? That's a great question. I how James he, Harden was back. How, he, how is he minus 25? Great, he, he's question. minus 25. I mean, if we're going to get mad about Anthony Davis being one of four going into the fourth quarter last night in and, and their loss, like, how about Joel Embiid? is reigning MVP. I thought he's supposed to get the ball more often. How, how is he not demanding the ball? And That's he
3: still had 29 and 7. <laughs> and he's minus he 25. He still had 29 and 7.
8: <laughs> so, look, okay, hey, man, for, for great people, great expectations. Let's go.
2: Spider-Man. Uh, it's great power comes great expectations. Wow. Or Zach right. Levine or great. Derek White or
8: – never mind. I, Spider-Man I is what? No, no. Nah, nah, uh, stop. <laughs> Is I he told you, though. you can do that. <laughs> Michelle's still out.
2: We're on Sportsmanlike Catch Jay <laughs> at 8 a.m. Eastern on Get Up. Jay and I are both getting fired.
1: See ya. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.